Well, it's a great honor to have the 2006 All-Star winner, Mayo's second highest championship scorer in history, and the current Monaster Evan GA manager, Connor Mortimer, on the line with us. Connor, firstly, how are you this afternoon? Not too bad, no. All good. Looking forward to the weekend, like everyone else, I'd say. Just on the final itself, Connor, what are the nerves like now as a fan coming into this All Ireland final? Is it totally different the experience going from player to fan? How have you managed to, you know, try and adapt to it? Ah, yeah, of course it is. I mean, you know, playing is is far different. Um, it's a far different, I suppose. You know, feeling the week before a game all through the season, effectively. But as a fan, you know, I suppose it's more of a you look forward to the game, and I I think this year, you know. It's a lot different because generally our full, you know, summer will be full of football and, and, you know, every week you're kind of focused on it. The way this kind of pandemic has been going on, it's kind of not at the forefront. Um, you know, for me anyway, obviously with a new family and a young family, should I say, and obviously quite busy with work. And, you know, you just, I suppose you're just waiting to see the game really and, and there's a lot less pressure. Um, you know, and I, I think players know that when you know you probably seen the hurling final last week as well. It doesn't feel like a final. It doesn't feel like the, the big occasion that it is. Um, watching on, um, obviously it will for the players, but I think the lack of crowds, you know, certainly makes it a little bit less less daunting. On the lack of crowds that we've seen throughout the championship this year, of course, due to restrictions. You were stating back in July, you know, it would be a totally bizarre scenario to have no supporters at any GA match. You were talking about how you really fed off the energy and the buzz that came from the came from the spectators at matches. Do you feel maybe with James Horne stating as much and Stephen Cohen also how the lack of a crowd they feel has maybe helped them just in terms of communication and bedding in a few of the younger players? Um, possibly, yeah. I mean, time will tell. I think, you know, it's probably hard to to put an exact difference on it considering, you know, we've been probably, we've been very competitive the last four or five years with crowds. We've been in Ireland finals the last number of years as well. And and some of our newer guys coming in have played well with crowds. So, I mean, I, I, I think it'll, it'll tell at the weekend we'll have a better idea. And insofar as you know, on the biggest stage, you know, what effect it has. Um, and I mean, if, it, if it's an advantage to Mayo, then you could well, very well see them winning the game um, because obviously there's less pressure. There's le- you know, you still get the, I suppose, you know, the same kind of, you know, a lot of the people around Mayo talking to the players and stuff like that, but it, it'll be a lot less because, I mean, players won't be on the boat and there won't be as many people on the boat. That takes the pressure. That can be quite draining for players, you know, people on the street and, you know, family and you know looking for tickets and stuff like that they're there that pressure isn't there this year um so it's literally all you have to do train get ready for the match and play the game and i think that has that's a huge benefit to particularly younger guys because i mean they would never be used to have the pressure of guys you, you've probably never spoken to before looking for tickets for North ireland and, and family members and stuff like that kind of come out of the woodwork when it comes to these games so i think it, it you know as i said it, it hopefully it will help um, you know, and I, I just think whether it was, there was a crowd there or not, with you know, with a couple of younger guys we have, obviously McLaughlin being there, Conroy, you know, I don't think it would have been a huge impact to them guys. They're, they're quality footballers, and and generally, it's you know, when you get out on the field, you don't really notice the crowd anyway. 
Will it be another major benefit to the Mayo players getting the opportunity to sleep in their own bed the night before an All-Ireland final? No banquets, no hotel stays. Is that usually a draining affair, having to go up to Dublin the day beforehand, stay and try and spend your time in the hotel, avoid whatever Mayo fans are down in the lobby searching for you? Not having um, that, is that something you think would be of, of a major look, added boost? I'd be very surprised if they didn't travel up the day before. And that's the first thing. Um, you know, I don't think the travel on a day is beneficial to anybody, really. But maybe they will. I'm not sure what the logistics or the travel arrangements will be. But I think even in a hotel, you know, you're going to be cocooned effectively with your own squad and your own players, and you're not going to have fans around the place. You know, that that's that's a huge benefit because you can literally put your full 100% focus into exactly what you're going to do the day after. Um, you can have your meetings in peace and you can have your chats in peace with all the players and the management um, and, and get yourself prepared as best you can without any distractions, really. So, you know, it has to be a benefit, really. Um, now, generally, they will stay in a hotel that's not full of supporters, but, you know, the fact that there won't be any of them there, I think, you know, it'll just give them ample time to, to prepare accordingly. As a Mayo man who has spent considerable amount of time behind enemy lines, Connor, you have played for Parnells, of course, but would I be correct in saying your grow towards the East Coast comes from your time spent in DCU? Um, yeah, look, I've been up here probably 10 or 12 years now at this stage. Um, but I mean, it, you know, when you're in in Mayo, it's obviously a smaller bubble. When you're in Dublin, you're you're just kind of a... You know, you're just another body, I suppose, knocking around the place, really, um, due to the population size. I do think, you know, it, it's, you know, obviously you have the banter, obviously you cross cross board with people, the Dublin people and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, I suppose the one thing I can see, you know, you can see the what Dublin do, how they kind of prepare. It's not hugely different to the way Mayo would prepare, don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, the... The, the expectancy up here is a little bit different. I mean, down in Mayo, it's it's Ireland, Ireland, Ireland. That's the drive, and that's the, they're so passionate about the game. Um, it's similar in Dublin, but you know, bear in mind you've got professional soccer, professional rugby up here as well. So you know, you could go, you could literally ask someone in South Dublin who's playing on Ireland, they wouldn't know. Or certain parts, generally not not in the north, rugby and stuff is more profound in the south of Dublin. So. You know, it's vast in that regard. Um, but, I mean, you know, I've obviously, you know, Mayo is my home. It's where I'm from. Um, Dublin is just where I, I suppose I live, really, you know. The famous 2006 victory in the semi-final against Dublin, one of the major photographs to come out and emerge afterwards was yourself and Stephen Cluxon, arm and arm post-match. Would you be able to tell us what was kind of said? You know, your friends from co- from college, I believe, but also as clubmates since? Um, not a lot, really. You know, it was just one of them things, well done, hard luck, and that was it, we went our separate ways. Simple as that. Um, you, know, I, I, you know, you have to kind of celebrate and enjoy with your own team, with your own crowd. Um, and obviously, Clucko at that time, they would have been disappointed, but they would have went it off in their way, and I went my way, um, effectively. Um, there was no, you know, that's... When you're on the field, you're enemies. I mean, that's that's pretty much the long and short of it. I think no matter how friendly you are with people, when you play against them, you're out there to beat them. Um, and that that's go back to all six. I mean, Dublin. You know, we had no fear of Dublin at that stage. They hadn't been winning all Ireland on a regular basis or anything like that. And we were, we were, 
you know, how would you say it? You know, we were very confident in our ability to, to go and do stuff um, and, and go and take them because the city, the cosmopolitan team, you know, would always be the more talked about team because obviously the size of it and it's, it's the capital city. Whereas, you know, we very we have a very proud history in Mayo and we've been very competitive and very successful. Um, so we, we didn't fear the movement up and, you know, going back to Cluck, obviously we're friends off the field, but when you're on the field, you know, there's, there's no... There's no friends with anybody when you're on the field really you're playing against them. Similar to, I imagine, I suppose, for Stephen Cohen, Conor Callaghan, they were both in, in UCD. They certainly won't be friendly throughout no. the match uh, at the weekend. No. But just on Cluxton, Conor, what is he like as as a teammate, as somebody to, to play with? Is it? Do you find it inspiring, his, his, you know, his kick-outs when you're playing with him for Parnells, for example? Or is he just kind of a, quite a quiet, silent leader? Look, he just goes out and plays his game. You know, he, he doesn't, you know, he wouldn't be, uh, I suppose, you know, a huge loud talker and stuff like that. He wouldn't, you know, crave any attention. Um, obviously, the phenomenal goal could be played outfield a lot more than he would have played in goals for Parnell. Um, so, you know, just a different, a different guy. And I think, you know, I think people need to probably, you know, respect the way he is. I mean, he's different. You can see him when he does his speeches. You know, he doesn't be jumping around the place. He just goes up. He's a very, very um, that's been his career as a teacher and obviously as a, as a, as a sports person. Um, you know, he's, he's uh, I suppose it's a privilege for, for Parnell's people to, to have someone of that calibre in the club. Um, and, you know, he hasn't changed his ways over the years. When I started in, in Parnells, you know, it was 2010 or 11. He was down training, the first night training, and literally hasn't changed an inch since, no matter what all Ireland he's won, or even after the Kerry game, when he scored the winning free, I know he was in school on the Monday or the Tuesday after that. And that's, you know, some people would find that strange because you associate winning, yeah, you go out and party and you do whatever, but he's just a very professional you know, he loves his sport, he loves his game, and, and he, obviously you can see how, how good he is and how how hard he works at his game, um, which is, I suppose, evident to him. He's not he's not as good as he is by chance. Um, he puts a lot of work into it, he does a lot of practicing, um, and he learns and listens to, to various goalkeeping coaches as well, which is a is testament because players, you know, with, with that high appraised, can tend to think right well you know he doesn't kind of know what he's talking about where Klukko would always soak in information from, from various coaches and and work on his game to, to be the best he is I mean I think he's 38 now give or take and, and still probably the best goalkeeper in the country which is testament to him It's quite phenomenal the records that he's broken as well you know just leading this Dublin team from your time training with them, I imagine you would have had a few you know penalties taken against them in your time are there any sort of weaknesses Areas where you believe he may fall down in comparison to other goalkeepers, where James Horan's side may look to get at him. Um, at this stage, no. Back then, you know, he, he was, I suppose, learning and and getting better at his trade. Um, whereas now he's probably the complete goalkeeper. To be fair, um, you know, it, it's his kicking, his kicking from hand, his shot stopping. You know, he's a very, very, very good goalkeeper. High balls coming in. You know, he'll come and he'll take ball and man. You know, obviously every keeper can miss a ball, but I, there, there isn't too many weaknesses uh, on Cluxton. Um, you know, and I think the only way you can literally try and challenge him is to cover all the spaces in relation to kickouts, man for man, pick up every man, don't give anyone a yard because all he needs is half a yard and he'll find somebody. And I think that's the 
you know, that's the, the trouble the teams will have. Um, so, you know, there isn't too many weaknesses. You know, you're going to look at them, you're going to look at as many videos as you like, and I'm sure the management and they all have done that. And, you know, you would, you'll struggle to be finding weaknesses. That's, uh, after all, he's, uh, I suppose, he's worked on and, and, and the way he's, I suppose, developed as a goalkeeper. You know, he, he, he's pretty much good at everything. I think, I think there isn't too many that would disagree with that. Do you think that would go down to his dedication to the sport, the time he spends training, how he's so committed to playing football for Dublin, where some of the things that he may have been weak on in the past just totally been eradicated from his playing style? Absolutely. I mean, you know, you go back to when they played our man a number of years ago, he got sent off for, for kicking out at Steve McDonald. I mean, his discipline has improved immensely over the years. A lot calmer, a lot calmer goalkeeper. Um, he'd berate his defence, of course he will, if they're not doing their jobs. But his discipline and his, his mindset has, has been hugely improved um, to where, you know, he, nothing kind of irks him, nothing pressures him. Um, and I think that's testament to, to the work he's done. I mean, the, the reality is the better you are as a player, I mean, the more practice that you're putting in and the more you're learning, the more information you're soaking in from, from various different, you know, goalkeeping coaches, watching other goalkeepers play. Um, and he, he will try and emulate that uh, and to, to be obviously his own man, which, is, which he has done. I mean, there's no, there's no question of that. Um, but I think now, you know, he's, he's been the best keeper in Ireland for the last 10 years. I mean, there's no question about that. And, and we'll probably go down as probably the best goalkeeper that played the game. Do you expect Philly McMahon to come in to mark Aidan O'Shea, renew their old rivalry? We saw him appear in the second half of the All-Ireland semi-final against Cavan. Do you think he will be deployed by Desi Farrell at some point? Um, at some point, I'd imagine he'll come on. I don't think he'd be necessarily to mark Aidan. Um, I think the, you know, I think Dublin will have their matchups right. Um, you know, they could put James McCarthy on him. He, he, you know, he can run him as he did a couple of years ago. Um, Maybe not in a full back, but it all kind of depends on, on where it all plays. Um, you know, the one thing with Dublin, they'll generally just worry about the way they play. They'll have their matchups correct, don't get me wrong. But, you know, insofar as if we start learning in high balls, then they probably will look at Philip McMahon. But I don't, other than that, I don't see him starting the game. Um, but, you know, the, the one thing with Dublin, they have options. I think that's the one, I suppose, worry that they have a strong, strong bench to come in that can. You know, there's literally three or four on their bench that could easily start. Um, there's always a kick of the ball between Dublin players when they when they pick and choose um, their their teams. So, but I'd imagine you'll see him at some stage for sure. Yeah, if if they're under pressure in their in their full back line. Robbie McDade drew a lot of plaudits in the aftermath of the All Ireland semi final against Cavan. Do you think Mayo will need to deploy some sort of strategy to prevent his lung-busting runs forward? You know, there's no Jack McCaffrey now, but he seems to have taken up that mantle. Um, not necessarily, no. I mean, obviously, if he played a good semi-final, don't get me wrong. Um, he's a good player. But, you know, I think with all backs, I mean, if your forwards are on top of their game, you know, a back's job is primarily to defend. Um, you know, we're all, you know, very good at going forward. I mean, it's very... You know, obviously the game has changed now. A lot of players are moving forward, but you know, I think if we can, if we get our matchups right, and obviously get a good runner on on McDade and you put him on the back foot, which is where you want them to be, and you know, he probably is questionable defensively, um, but that will only be shown if you get an attacking forward who attacks enough and, and causes them enough problem. We have to give their defenders enough to be thinking about besides going forward. I think that's that's 
what it's going to boil down to at the weekend because obviously McCarthy, Small, McDage, um, Cooper, they can all go forward and they can all play football. So, I mean, we have to get them on the back foot. That's that's the the trick for me or to get that balance is defensively and attacking because obviously our our tactics this year obviously have been pretty similar to every team is when you lose the ball, everyone trying to drop back and then when you get a counter-attack. But, you, you know, that's effectively like playing... You know, doing what Barcelona used to do or Real Madrid, just you know, you score four, I score five, kind of thing. And you don't want to do that with Dublin. Um, they they have they have more firepower than we do. And if if it's a, if it's a shootout, you know, it won't end well for us. That's what we need to be very very careful. Do you think Mayo are strong enough at midfield to compete for kickouts? It's been a a worry for Mayo throughout the championship. Do you think there is going to be need a new strategy needed to try and win more primary possession from the air? I think definitely there is. I mean, we haven't been good in the air. I mean, you know, cut through the Roscommon and Galway games, we're beaten probably well at midfield. You know, we've gone for a different strategy this year in relation to obviously Loftus. <clears throat> you know, we have a runner in the middle of the field. Um, and I think, you know... You know, Dublin have similar stature to us. Obviously, they're Fenton in the middle of the field. They're the Howard midfield, McCarthy. They're big, strong, and they can run. So I don't imagine you're going to see an awful lot of lengthy kickouts, um, which obviously is going to put pressure on us if, if we're, and put pressure on Clarkey if, if, you know, Dublin push up, which I expect them to do, and, and try and cause us problems with the kickouts. But, you know, I would foresee Tom Parsons getting some game time at the weekend to, when we need the physicality in the middle of the field, which we will. I mean, there's no question that we will. This game isn't going to be won by the first 15 who start. I mean, there's going to be three or four important changes when they come in um, that are going to be very, very important. Um, so that's that's kind of where the playoff is. You know, when do you bring them in? Um, I don't think you'll see them from the start, but you'll certainly see them throughout the game. Can I ask what you've made of Tommy Conroy, a fellow South Mayo man playing in the corner forward position? What have you thought of his performances, Connor? Uh, look, he's been, he's been uh, you know, very, a great addition to the team. Um, I think, you know, without putting any undue pressure on him, I think he's, you know, he's added something that we've been missing. You know, he's he's direct, he's dynamic, and he scores. I think, which is which is very very important. Um, now, uh, you know, it, it boils down to, you know, the ultimate test is Dublin. And I think, you know, he's going to get in three, four, five points a game in the last couple of games. You know, we're going to need that at the weekend. Um, similar to Killian O'Connor, we're going to need eight, nine points, probably four or five, six from play as well, or a goal or two to, to get us over the line. Um, you know, I, don't, I suppose in relation to Tommy, he's young, he's dynamic, and he has no worries. Yeah, so look at you know, a great addition. Um, has had a good season, but, you know, this is the, this is the big test. This is the one, and I think he's playing with confidence. He's a good young, he's a good young guy. He's dedicated to the game, um, and you know he can score, which is which is the main thing and what we what we need. Just on the Dublin fans that you would have met throughout your time up there, Connor. Oftentimes, you know, I know myself. It's a it's a pitying nature. You sometimes you get from Dublin fans. They you know say wouldn't mind being beaten by by a Mayo team you know if it ever were to happen. What do you think the rivalry is between Mayo supporters, Dublin supporters, and I suppose the players as well? Is it something different to perhaps a Mayo Curry match or a, or a Mayo Donegal game? Um, look, I don't think there's issues with the fans, fans on fans. I don't think that's an issue at all. Um, there's a very very hostile rivalry between the players. Um, now that's look at I think. 
on the Dublin side, they've obviously won the game that they played against Mayo over the years, um, particularly in the final. You know, they probably wouldn't like. You know, you hear people saying, "Oh, well, you know, we wouldn't mind seeing Mayo win it." You know, that's that's pretty much codwallop for me. And any team playing the final wants to win it. That's fans are our players. Um, you know, I think it's healthy rivalry. I don't think there's anything negative to it. Any, you know, I've been up here for instance said for ten years and I've never had any issues with Dublin supporters. Really, you always get an odd one, but I mean it's the same in every county. They're just they're hungry for their team to be successful, and I think you know teams that are kind of getting closer to them and competitive with them that can always irk you um, and put a bit of a a difference to your, I suppose, opinions. So, but I wouldn't. I'd say it's very healthy, and I'd say it's it's just it's sport, really. That's pretty much what I put it. It's pure sport. Would you be of the belief that Chris Barrett's transfer to Clontarf has maybe giving him a second lease of life? He seems to really be enjoying his football at the moment, injury free, of course, and seems to be a very important player for the current Mayo setup. Um, yeah, it can do that. You know, when you change, you know, it always gives you a little bit of a, a, a burst. Um, now, they've obviously had a very short season up here and even last season as well, Clontara. But, you know, Chris is enjoying life. You know, he's, he's been a good player for me over the last eight or nine years. Um, doesn't probably get the plaudits that he should um, or deserve. But, you know, the, I suppose, you know, he, he's he's been, a, I suppose, a stalwart really for our defence in the last number of years from cornerback to fullback. Obviously picked up a few injuries along the way. Now he's obviously, as you mentioned, injury free and, and and enjoying his ball and, and playing very very well. Now he left his hands full at the weekend, so you know you know I don't think you're going to see too many more years with a couple of these guys, and and this might be the I suppose the last big big push to to try and get that elusive medal. Finally, Connor, before I let you go, in terms of a, a potential penalty shootout, if it's going to be tight at the end of extra time. Do you think it's likely we we could see a penalty shootout in this All Ireland final? Yeah, and look at it, it's been close the last few years at Mayo and Dublin. Um, you know, there's nothing to say it won't be close this weekend. Um, now, I have said it the last couple of years. The one caution I'd have with Dublin is they've yet to kind of open up in a final and and really really pin a team out. You know, I'm hoping obviously it won't be this weekend, but they always have the potential to do that. You know, in games. I mean, they, they've obviously played well this year. They haven't conceded a goal. Um, they've you know, they're probably in third, give or take, nearly fourth gear. They haven't hit the fifth gear yet, which is dangerous for any team that they're playing against, not just Mayo. But, you know, we've we, we ran them close the last number of years. and There's nothing to say that why this game won't be close, um, as it has been over the years, provided that we've got that work done that, that's been needed defensively. Um, if we haven't done the work that, that, you know, has been gaping the last two or three games in relation to holes in our defence, that will cause, you know, that will cause serious damage in relation to scoring. I mean, Dublin won't need 11, 10 or 11 goal chances like Tipperary had to to cause trouble. Um, they'll generally pin two or three goals if they get four or five chances, and that's the difference. They're so clinical. So I'm, I'm hoping the work has been done. I'd imagine it has, um, but time will tell. If we're going to win the game, it has to, it has to be a lot more... I suppose stringent in defence as we have been the last couple of games um, and if that happens then you might see your penalty shootout <laughs> Who would be your five penalty takers in that, in that scenario Connor? Uh, penalty takers would be O'Connor O'Connor Loftus Conroy 
Um, who else is there? Jeremy O'Connor would be another one. And who did I say at the weekend to take a penalty? Um, who did I say at the weekend? Durkin will take a penalty. That's, that's an interesting one there, Connor. Thank you very much for that. Just finally no, as well, that. in terms yeah. of your new role with Monaster Evan, GA Club up in Kildare, yeah. what what are the plans there? Are you looking forward to getting stuck into that one? Yeah, yeah, looking forward to getting back at it. Um, look what I've been coaching for the last 10 years, so we just had to check on the the, the, the head job this year. And, um, you know, good club, good side. Um, probably looking to get back into January, I'd say. But, you know, the way it is with this, I suppose, pandemic, there's no real time frame because you won't know schedules you won't know what's going on first when under the GA bring out their fixtures so looking forward to it and just to keep involved you know I've tried to keep the regime and the structure you know in my life since I stopped playing it and keep training the two nights a week and a game at the weekend as much as possible to to fill the you know and keep the, the connectivity to the sport as well because obviously obviously a keen keen interest in it and, and just want to keep that going really effectively you know Fantastic stuff, Connor. Thanks a million for taking our no call. No all the best and enjoy the weekend's match. Bye bye.